Welcome back to Feed the Sheep podcast. This is your host, Ross Steele. Coming on episode eight, uh, I just want to say thank you for those who have uh, been consistent in following and listening uh, to the first seven episodes now. Um, it's truly amazing. I'm super grateful. Um, and uh, through this process, uh, the Lord has been keeping me humble as well, which is exactly what I need. Um, and I like you know, you stuck through all the trials and tribulations thus far, uh, which are bound to come, especially when I'm, you know, doing it out of a room. Uh, and, you know, I like how nobody mentioned that my phone rang in the first episode. You know, y'all just took it and accepted it, which is great. I did know it rang. I did know it rang. Uh, I just decided I didn't want to edit it out because, well, I'm trying to be as authentic as possible. Uh, keep it real with y'all. And that's, that's my goal here. Um, but as you know, uh, we're always going to start with a word of prayer. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get things rolling here. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the life you have given each and every one of us who are listening today. Uh, thank you for just laying things on my heart uh, that needs spoken. Um, I, I believe that you give me these thoughts, these ideas that I feel very passionate about, that I'm able to speak about, um, that people need to hear, whether I know or whether they even know who they are. Um, I know that you know exactly who needs to hear these. And, and maybe even it's me sometimes when I'm diving in and learning and studying uh, about what to say. Uh, I've truly learned so much, Lord. So thank you for that. Uh, and I just want to continue to glorify you and, and all that I do. And for those listening this morning, just prepare their hearts, soften their hearts, and uh, allow them to cut out all the distractions and noise around them and just listen to what you have to say, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. So um, as you've noticed, this episode is grief and joy. Um, how they may, you're probably like, what I, What about grief and joy? How do you make one episode for both? Well, my whole idea for this is that grief and joy can coexist. And there's times in life when it calls for grieving. Uh, those could be, you know, a breakup, a loss of a loved one, loss of a job, loss of a pet, or whatever it is for you, you know. Uh, you know what it is that, you know, calls for grieving in your life. Um, and it's hard at times uh, to find the joy during those moments. It, it, it is. And I recognize that. Uh, but the thing is that grief and joy can coexist. Uh, that doesn't mean they have to, but I believe that it is healthier uh, when you find a way to let grief and joy coexist. Uh, not to feel guilty or shame when you're grieving uh, because everybody grieves differently. Everybody grieves and copes in different ways and manners and fashions. Um, and not to just, I just don't want any comparison coming out of when we're grieving because when we do that, it's really unhealthy and we're not able to grieve pro properly. Um, and I'm not necessarily going to give you like exact like, oh, how to grieve and how to how to find the joy in that. I mean, hopefully we can uh, through this, I can help divulge like where to find the joy and how to how to see the joy in the grief. Um, but also it's just like I'm telling you right now, it's OK to grieve. Uh, it's part of the healing process. Um, what makes it hard is the way that we grieve, uh, which we'll dive into that a little bit more. But I wanted to share a little bit about my life in the last year um, to give you some insight of where I'm coming from. 
um, how I found joy in grief and how I grieved and, and how I found that joy uh, during those processes, or maybe I didn't. Um, but wrapping up going into 2021, uh, right at the beginning of 2021, things were going solid. Things were great. Um, they always, I mean, it, nothing was inconsistent per se. Everything was normal. Uh, life was going well. Couldn't complain. Um, in March, it was March 3rd, I got a phone call from my employer at the time, uh, placing me on suspension and, uh, they shared no details, uh, of what was going on. So I had no idea. I was in the dark and I just got, you know, super anxious, you know, I had anxiety and, uh, I was struggled really hard cause you know, I wasn't able to do anything, talk to anybody from work, whatever. Um, and I was hurt. I mean, I was, I was truly hurt. I was heartbroken, uh, through that process. But the thing is, um, it wasn't just that at that same time. So that was March 3rd. I was on suspension, uh, up until Monday. Um, I had a meeting with my employer and our HR director at the time. Um, and just like an investigative process. Um, and, I don't want to dive too much into that, but that whole process was very hard. Um, uh, but when, what made it even uh, harder at first was following, you know, that that Saturday. So that w- the third was a Wednesday, moving on three days. Now we're on March 6th. Um, March 6th was a pretty big day because I got a call from one of my best friends, um, you know, still, still best friend and everything, uh, went through high school together, went through life together, went through a lot of experiences together. Um, but I got a call from, from one of my buddies who, uh, his name's Austin, but we call him pivot. Um, that's a whole nother story, but so pivot calls and, uh, he, he tells me that our friend Joe was in a car accident. Um, and I'm, I'm like, okay, like not thinking anything of it. I was like, dang, that sucks. And, but I could tell like, you know, he was, he was shooken up, he was shook up, uh, and he was, you know, just coming out of tears. And I was like, oh, shoot, it's it's like serious. Um, so while I was on suspension, that happened. And I'm like, I kind of forget about the suspension. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Uh, go in Monday, have that meeting with uh, my employer and the HR director. And uh, I, I kind of share with them, you know, we go through the whole process. And then at the end, I just share with them like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, this isn't me like trying to guilt you into whatever it is, but. I want you to know, like, I am distracted. I don't want you to think I don't care about my job. Uh, but to be completely honest, there's more important things right now. Because uh, Joe had been in the hospital. He's been in a coma since Saturday. And I explained the car accident. We had no idea where that was going. Um, lots and lots and lots of prayer. Um, and uh, it, it was that was a hard time. So coming, starting from, like, Saturday, uh I was at the hospital. Well, Sunday I went to church and then at the hospital all day until visiting hours were done. And then same thing on Monday, uh, after my meeting, I went down there at the hospital till, you know, everything's done Monday night, uh, about six, it was six thirteen. I got a phone call from my employer. Um, and I knew exactly what the call was. Uh, and I, we had just wrapped up at the hospital. We were saying our goodbyes to everybody. Um, and, uh, he was letting me go. Um, but at that, in that moment, like it, it hurt, uh, you know, I lost a job that I loved. I, I truly did love that, love that job. <laughs> I mean, that's, 
that's that's no surprise to anybody that knew me in that job. Um, but through that, uh, I kind of lost my way a little bit. I put my job in front of a, a lot of things. Um, but I also know that the Lord has a plan and a will, and he knew that I would never leave that job because I loved it so much, um, even though I wasn't supposed to be there. Uh, and so he had to really shut the door on me, like slam the door in my face to where there's no way for me to wiggle out of it. Um, and that's what that was. And then following that, so that's the, the eighth on Monday and then the ninth, um, you know, we were at the hospital all day and, and that was the day, uh, that was the hard, the hard day, um, going on. And, you know, I was able to go see him and I go upstairs, see, see Joe and everything. And then, you know, we went in and, uh, we had to say our goodbyes, um, cause they were, you know, it just, he, he was a vegetable and, and it was really hard, uh, seeing my best friend who, uh, lived with me through high school, uh, amongst a couple other people here and there, but he lived with me and my family. He, he truly became a brother. Um, he was family to me. Uh, and I had to say my goodbyes, which was really hard. Um, so there's, you know, this is just in the first three months of 2021. Um, and through that, uh, there was a lot of grieving, a lot of grieving of loss of a job, uh, loss of a, 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 a friend who was, you know, turned to family, um, and then moving forward a few days before my birthday in August, uh, lost my grandmother, um, to metastasized, uh, cancer. And that was hard. Uh, I think it, for me, it was a little bit easier for, you know, with it being an older person, uh, because I'm like, you know, they, they, they had a lot of life to live, uh, which was easier to take, but still hard, uh, to really comprehend, um, that no, we're never gonna see her. See her again. Nobody's gonna make her special roles uh, during the holidays. Uh, quite the same, and that's just what that was. Uh, and then following that in November, uh, loss of a relationship that I'd been in for about a year, nine months. Um, it's just it. There was a lot. I call twenty one twenty one the year of loss, and that's just what it was. Um, and I don't say that like you know, to be sad or, or anything, but I say it to give you a backstory into where I'm coming from and where I was sitting in the last year. Um, I lost a job, had no idea what I was going to do, uh, ended up going and starting, uh, my own business. Uh, and then, you know, I lost a best friend who coincidentally enough found the Lord through the Bible study that Devin and I had started, um, back in 2019, July of 2019, well, September of 2019 is when we started inviting people and he found the Lord through that Bible study. Um, so knowing that he had a relationship with the Lord, regardless of how he lived his life, brought a lot of peace to my mind. Um, and then same with my grandma, she was a believer and she really loved the Lord and, you know, owed it all to him. And she really glorified him, uh, very well. Um, and, that was another peace factor, like knowing that she's at home, she's at peace, she's no longer in pain. Uh, and then as far as like the relationship, through the relationship uh, that I had lost, uh, you know, the gal I was with, she, I mean, she is really great, uh, great person, but she found the Lord through the relationship as well. And she continues to, to dive into the word and really learn more about him and who he is and have her own faith. Uh, which is really remarkable to see. So I say all that because 
at first I started with the grief. I started with the hard stuff. And then uh, I now that I'm removed from the situation, it's a little bit easier to see it. Um, but even in those situations, I think I was pretty uh, well capable of seeing the goodness of God through it. And when I say goodness of God, I'm just referring to the joy, the joy and the grief. Um, you know, if, if, I wouldn't be able to be doing what I'm doing now if I was still at my old job. And if I was still at my old job and not on suspension at the time, I honestly don't think I would have answered that phone call about, you know, Joe being in the hospital. Um, and then, you know, if Joe was still here, I don't really know, but I do know that people came to know Christ because of him and his story and how well he uh, loved others and how selfless he was. Um, and then, you know, my grandma as well, like she just, she, she was truly remarkable, uh, in her relationship with the Lord. And then also the relationship, you know, things are going to happen in life. We're going to lose things. We're going to lose jobs, family members, pets, whatever it is, um, that are going to really hit us hard. And if we aren't grounded in our faith, it's going to be very, very hard, uh, to healthily, um, and honestly deal with it and grow through it and out of it. Um, but that's the 2021 year of loss for me, um, to give you insight of where I'm coming from here. And I don't want, uh, one thing I want you to take away from this is, you know, to not feel guilty for grieving, but also not to feel guilty for feeling joy. Um, you know, people deal with and cope differently, uh, during their grieving process. And, you know, some people will grieve and be super sad uh, right up front where others will just be joyful and happy um, because they know they see the goodness. Um, and, and that's just, it, it's, it's part of people's different uh, ways to approach things. Um, but that's, that's what that is. Don't feel guilty for grieving and don't feel guilty for joy. Uh, they can coexist. Grief and joy can live together. One inevitably was going to try to overtake the other, but that relies on you. You have to be aware of your emotions, aware of the situation that you're in, and know which one you need at what time. Uh, and look at, honestly, just look at the Lord's truth in the matter of grief and joy. Um, the first verse that comes to mind is Psalm 30, verse 5. It says, Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Uh, that kind of reminds me of that song. It's a, I sang it in like kids' church, and it's like, uh, joy comes in the morning. I don't actually know <laughs> the actual uh, tone or anything, but that's the that song that comes to my mind. Um, but that makes me think. It's like you know, weeping is gonna happen, and it, and it's it may stay for a night. In this reference, it says a night, but it may stay for a week. But joy is going to come. You're not gonna be in this forever. Uh, and that's just honest truth. That's scripture. That's, that's the truth. That's what is real in your life. So no matter how long you grieve for, joy will come. And I don't want you to feel guilty for grieving longer than most people do uh, or what most people say that you should do. Uh, in, in the times of sorrow, we need to allow ourselves to really fully experience our grief, but do it in a healthy way. Uh, and I say that because you can deal with your grief in different ways, but doing it healthily is m very important. Like don't turn to, to drugs or alcohol, porn, sex, or whatever it is that helps you numb the pain. 
Uh, I've been there. I've numbed the pain many, many, many a time, and it never works. And that is just, that's part of my testimony uh, that I'll dive into eventually here. But um, it's just, it, it doesn't take it away. It doesn't help the situation. Honestly, it just prolongs your grieving uh, because you're not dealing with it. You're, you're just numbing it. So uh, we shouldn't numb it. Uh, we need to feel it and we need, and to feel it when we're able to just feel it, feel those emotions, whatever they are, it allows us to keep going. That's the healthy way. And we can continue in, uh, another verse, John 16, verse 20, it says, truly, truly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will be turned into joy. Um, and here it's just, this is saying like, you know, there's going to be weeping, there's going to be grieving, there's going to be sorrow. Um, but in the end, what I take away from this is in the end, we win. Because in the end, if you have a relationship with the Lord, you win because he defeats all of that, all of that pain, all of that sorrow, all of that sickness, that sadness, the depression, the anxiety, the fear, whatever it is, he overrules all of it. There is nothing that he cannot do. And I want you to believe that today, as you are listening to this, there is nothing that he cannot do. There is nothing that he has not already beaten and overcome. And I want you to believe that over your life today. So if we learn on how to embrace them both, joy and sadness, joy and grief, uh, joy joy and sorrow, joy and fear, joy and anxiety, whatever it is, uh, we will learn to see life with a wider horizon and greater depth. The palette of experience and emotions from which we view our neighbors and the wider world will take on the greater beauty and appreciation and compassion. And I I just want to repeat that just one more time because it's hard to really comprehend at first, but I want you to really understand this, is that if we learn to embrace them both, we will learn to see life with a wider horizon and greater depth. Because at the same time, you're able to, to, to be in two places at once. It's kind of like, uh, what is it, the, the states that, I don't know the actual states, but uh, the states that uh, you can like stand, like f- you get four of them combined, you can stand in four states at once or something crazy, or two states, I don't know. Um, it's pretty easy to actually stand in two states at once. It's impressive to stand in four at once. So I know there's something where uh, you can do that at, and it's, it's like that. You're like on top of the world. You're like, shoot, I can be in four places at once, literally. Um, And that's kind of like what you're doing here. Uh, You know, being able to embrace them both gives you a wider horizon and greater depth. Um, And then along with that is the palette of experience and emotions from which we view our neighbors and the wider world will take on the greater beauty and appreciation and compassion. So when you're able to embrace them both, you are able to fully really be effective for those around you, but also appreciate the goodness of God and then have the compassion for others whenever they go through the same thing that you may be battling. The compassion to be able to forgive a lot easier, to to forgive more, to show more grace and mercy, but also to guide people to life. And when I say to life, it's guiding them to the cross, guiding them to Christ and what he's done and what he's overcome, because what he's overcome, you've overcome if you are in relation with the Lord. 
the last verse I wanted to share was Revelation 21, verse 4. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Revelation, obviously, is the last book uh, of the Bible. I'm talking about, you know, the end times and all the things that the Lord is going to do and come back from. Uh, But this goes to show and explains just very briefly that he is above all, that there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He's going to wipe every tear from your eye. Whatever you're feeling right now, it's okay to feel. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel shame. Feel it and deal with it healthy in a healthy matter, in a healthy way. But also at the same time, I, I want you to really invest your time into studying the word of God, to, to getting into a relationship with him so that he may bring you out of this because you can't do it on your own. And, and some people have and they will, but, but they're never fully satisfied. They're always going to come back to it. They're always going to deal with that same sorrow, that same pain, that same hurt, whatever it is. You need to give it to the Lord. Uh, one of my favorite verses, First Peter 5, 7, it's my life verse. Uh, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Whatever pain, whatever sorrow, whatever worry that you are dealing with right now in this moment, declare it and give it to him. May the blood of Jesus be poured out over those iniquities, over that pain and sorrow and suffering and grief. But deal with the grief. Feel the grief. Allow it to be into your life, but also embrace both grief and joy in those moments. In the moment, try to see where God is moving right now in this moment. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to speak on this matter of grief and joy. And thank you for giving me a year to remember in 2021 that I'm able to really truly speak into this matter without feeling like I am inadequate. Uh, Thank you for bringing those here today that, that may have needed to hear this, and may they truly give it up to you, Lord. Whatever it is that they're dealing with, you are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are victorious over all things. And I pray that they know that this, uh, this day, that whatever it is that they are battling, whatever it is that they are feeling right now, that it is okay, but you have won. The victory is in your name, and through that, the victory is also for us. You give us that authority. In your name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.